plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star. You are. The party starts now. Well, we definitely have to party in these times. We just got notice here that in uh, Northern California, we are still under house arrest until the 1st of June. (laughs) Hopefully, it won't be longer than that. Hello, party partners and my power partners. This is Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and we have a hopefully a really fun show. And my goal for the next few months, well, it's always my goal, but especially now, I want to really um, power it up so that uh, you guys are all listening and you feel positive and know that we're going to get through this. As part of our Be The Star You Are Disaster Relief Outreach Program, Be The Star You Are is collaborating with Authors Guild. We're going to showcase new books launched by many authors from around the country and a variety of genres because these new authors, their all of their appearances were canceled. And so trying to give them a little boost, and we're going to try to do it for authors and actors and artists. I mean, as an actor, I've been out of work <laughs> since February as well. So you can listen both on Star Style Wednesdays, 4 p.m., and it'll be uh, Wednesdays with writers, and then um, on Express Yourself on Sundays for Super Smart Sundays, and that'll be at 3 p.m., all coming to you on the Voice America Network. But for today, what are we going to be doing? In segment two, we have author Dr. Bonnie McLean. She has written a book called Integrative Medicine, The Return of the Soul to Healthcare. And I think this will be really interesting, especially in light of this COVID-19, to find out what's going on. We'll talk um, a a little bit about um, coconut oil, as well as I'm going to go into the garden here shortly. But uh, our fun really will start at 4.30 p.m. Pacific when we have Wine Wednesday with Samaye Heather Brittany, who will be exploring some lesser-known red varietals from the around the world, including Tempranillo, Barbera, Cobb Franc, just to name a few. And um, grocery stores often have aisles filled with hundreds of bottles of red, but there's more than 1,300 grape varietals, and most of the reds that you're going to find in the store are going to be Cab, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, Pinot Noir, or Merlot. But, so she's going to lead us through that. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are. Please consider making a donation because we have not been able to get any funding for anything through any government program. Um, Star Style has tried, Be The Star You Are has tried, I have tried, um, my husband has tried for his business, we're all out of work. <laughs> so <laughs> consider making a donation so we can keep these shows on the air for you. Be the org. This is from Gabriel Garcia Marquez. No medicine cures what happiness cannot. So we're going to attempt to keep happy. 
Well, from Henry David Thoreau said, I think that I cannot preserve my health and spirits unless I spend four hours a day at least, or maybe more than that, sauntering through the woods and over the hills and fields, absolutely free from all worldly engagements. And I have to tell you, Mother Nature has an astounding way of rebounding. Those black and charred hills behind my house from that really bad October wildfire are now a carpet of emerald green grass accessorized by a super bloom of glorious orange California poppies and tall, bright yellow mustard. And when I say tall, I'm talking 15 feet tall. I've never seen mustard that tall. I've got to get somebody to take a picture of me in it. Of course, you won't be able to see me because I'm not close to that tall. And my orchard is blanketed with a plethora of colorful wildflowers mixed with blooms from seeds that either I scattered, the birds brought in, you know, or um, the wind at the end of autumn. And uh, after the rains came, I have now nigella and morning glory and nasturgeon and calendula and status and euphorbia and chamomile and lupin and daisy and yarrow. And it goes on. And my fruit trees have been a succession of flowering petals and such amazing fragrances. So I am really forecasting a bounty of fresh treats to come. And it's so great to have this because I know that I'll always have food. So today marks six weeks of staying at home. The only people I have seen other than my husband are the post the postal servers who I adore. Uh, my garden is more alive and gorgeous than ever. The sky is blue. The there It's free of jet streams. I have to say it's nice and quiet. I love it. There's a heady perfume of jasmine and lilacs and wisteria that just wafts through the clean air. Birds are singing as they build their nests. The turkeys are trotting and gobble-gobbling, and they're bowing to one another, and then they gobble again. They're all hunting for mates, of course. The untamed vines are tangling their tendrils up tree trunks and along wires and onto fences. Tulip and rose and lavender and iris and azaleas and geraniums and pelagonium. Cyclamen, everything is just growing. There's mounds of grape, hyacinths. Everything is just really alive. And my herbs and leafy greens, I harvest them every day to add some nutrition and some zest to meals. And I pick my citrus, either orange or tangerine, lemons, limes, tangelos, usually a combination of all, to add a lot of vitamin C to keep my husband and I well. So I have to say my spirits are soaring, although my bank account is um, going way down. <laughs> uh, I'm very, I very much have gratitude for my garden. And so I am healthy, I'm happy, and I am witnessing spring on furl in all of its glory. I'm not interacting with people, but I'm intensely involved with living beings in every moment I spend outdoors. So hopefully with people ensconced at home, our planet can heal a bit and rebuild its strength the natural world is wild and free, and humans have the power and the responsibility to save the planet. So in this beautiful month, be grateful for everything we are and everything we have. Refocus, reclaim your positivity, reduce stress and anxiety by going to where the wild things are, the hills, the fields, and even your backyard. So grow yourself. I have a few tips for beginning gardening in May, since May is just in a couple of days. Provide security for birds by building a nest box for the birds you want to attract. Place it in the shade with a clear flight path to the entrance. Sow for succession to provide pollinators a buffet throughout the growing season. 
save your back, build a a raised bed. It's really easy if you like do-it-yourself projects. When you wire the bottom, you won't have gophers or other diggers eating your crops. If you're not a do-it-yourself person, you know, you can buy inexpensive ones online. And if you do, try to go through Amazon Smile and uh, choose Be The Star You Are. Involve your kids in gardening by allowing them to grow seeds that feature a rainbow of colors to fill their plates, like red radishes, orange carrots, green peppers, purple beets, an array of lettuces, and they'll all sprout very quickly. Plant aromatic herbs and nutritious vegetables that will ensure the health of your family. Beans, peas, eggplant, broccoli, potatoes, cabbage, turnips, you can plant all those now. And then towards the end of the month, you can add tomatoes to your plant. Um, trellis your vining plants like wisteria, jasmine, and any bower plants because they need something strong to grow on. Tower gardens are a great alternative if you have a small space or you just have a balcony or you just have indoors or you have a porch or you know you have a window. You can find ready-made ones online. Now it's time to check your sprinklers and irrigation systems for leaks. Fertilize containers as needed because pots. Uh, lose much more than um, than plants that are planted in the ground. You can spruce up your patio to prepare for entertaining. You know, power wash hard services. Get ready to celebrate a Mother's Day picnic at home. At least that's what we'll be doing. Sow annuals now in a re- rich soil mixture. You could sow marigolds, cosmos, zinnias, bachelor buttons. They're all excellent choices. I have read that all the major seed places that I talk about so often here, they have been like tripling, quadrupling their online sales. Some with that this time of year, they have 200 sales and now, you know, they have had 800. Some of them have had 2,500. It's so interesting. Eliminate standing water from gutters. Deadhead spent blossoms from any annuals or perennials to encourage continuous blooming. Throw bait to eradicate snails and slugs. Gosh, I've had a lot of those. Uh, Pick up my books. I have such great books at CynthiaBryan.com forward slash online hyphen store. That'll help us a lot. Um, And I have both garden books and inspirational books. Mow your lawn without the bag at least every other week. It allows the nitrogen and nutrients that are in the grass to nurture the growing blades. And if you have nasturtiums, roses, arugula, cilantro, thyme, any of that, you can eat the flowers. They add flavor and beauty to the dishes. Cut a branch from a flowering tree like cherry for an instant uh, indoor statement. And, you know, eat your fresh fruits and veggies. Sleep seven to eight hours every day to keep your immune system strong and breathe and know that the sun is going to shine tomorrow. So stay healthy, stay safe, stay home, happy gardening and happy growing. And I promised that I would just tell you a little bit about coconut oil because I really like coconut oil, but there was a recent meta-analysis of 16 international trials that compared coconut oil to other non-tropical vegetable oils and palm oil and found that people who consumed coconut oil had higher total cholesterol, LDL cholesterol and HDL cholesterol levels than those who consumed the other oils. So in addition, the researchers found No evidence to support all those popular claims out there that coconut oil lowers your inflammation or blood sugar levels or prevents you from getting fat. If these claims were true, 
coconut oil would really be a superfood. But here are the facts. Coconut oil contains 90 to 92% saturated fat, which is much higher proportion than is found in lard or butter. So if you have heart disease or high cholesterol, you should lower your intake of saturated fat and increase your use of monounsaturated or polyunsaturated to lower your cholesterols. So the American Heart Association advises limiting uh, saturated fat to 5 to 6% of your diet. So in a 2,000-calorie-a-day diet, that would be about 100 calories. One tablespoon of coconut oil has 115 calories. So a little coconut oil spread on your toast may actually exceed your entire allotment of fat for your whole day. Now, as far as preventing uh, diabetes, a study of lauric acid, that's the main fatty acid in coconut oil, showed that it increased insulin secretion in mice, but similar studies have not been conducted in humans, so there's really no evidence that it increases insulin sensitivity in humans or can help prevent or treat diabetes. So with all this being said, it's kind of unlikely that an occasional dribble or a smear of coconut oil used for flavor would be detrimental to your health. And if you can't live without it, use it sparingly and rarely. Um, and I actually love coconut oil. I put it on my skin and, and I put it in my hair. So that might be a better use for it. When we come back from break, we'll be talking to Dr. Bonnie McLean with her new book, Integrative Medicine. So stay with me. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan, Star Style. Be the star you are. Be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is Well, we're back listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. 
and I am your host, Cynthia Bryan. As always, I like to bring pioneers on the planet, and today we are going to be talking about integrative medicine. Rumi said, through love, all pain will turn to medicine. Well, Dr. Bonnie McLean is the author of a new book called Integrative Medicine, The Return of the Soul to Healthcare. And she is an acupuncture physician with an OMD, which is an Oriental Medicine Doctorate. She considers herself more of a practitioner of integrative medicine, a person who uses Oriental medicine as her primary healing tool, focusing on imbalances, but also Western medicine. She was an RN for 20 years, but and been practicing Oriental holistic medicine for 37. Welcome, Dr. McLean, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Oh, thank you so much, Cynthia. Thank you. It's so nice to finally meet you on the phone. <laughs> well, I'm really excited. I read your book, Cover to Cover. May I call you Bonnie, or shall I continue calling you oh, Dr. Please. McLean? No, no. Okay. Call me Bonnie, please. Okay. We'll call you Bonnie, because you seem like that kind of person I could sit across the table and have a cup of tea or a glass of wine or something with. So, yes. I love yes, I, I am. <laughs> yes, I think so. Right. So, uh, first of all, I I think that we should let our listeners know exactly what integrative medicine is, because what I was very intrigued about uh, with your background is how you were actually twenty years involved in the healing arts as a registered nurse um, in Western medicine, and then through life events that happened and, and different retreats and people you met, et cetera, you started moving towards more of the Eastern medicine. So tell us how integrative medicine is utilizing both in best practice. Well, to me, um, it, it is. It's using the best of both worlds where we don't have to feel like we have to choose either or. You know, a lot of a lot of times I I meet people that feel like they've had to, you know, choose to either choose, Western yeah. medicine or natural medicine, and to me, uh, they both are valuable. They both have something very valuable to offer, and it just depends on so many things. Like uh, for prevention, if we're if we're working on prevention, then to me, the natural medicine has a lot more to offer, you know, than the uh, allopathic medicine. Yes, or even, you know, um, uh, you know, mild symptoms or, you know, something that doesn't require medication, surgery, procedures. And, you know, when, but then if somebody does have like a, a life-threatening condition, if they, you know, have an illness or an accident or they need surgery, then the Western medicine is amazing. You know, that's what they, that's what Western medicine but, does the best. Yeah, that's what they sell it. Yeah, and once a person is better again, then they can go back, you know, on working on their own health, you know, their own self-empowerment. So that, that's the third uh, ingredient to me. It's the combination of the uh, natural medicine, the allopathic medicine, and the uh, patient empowerment, where they get to actually choose. They get to make a lot of the decisions that a lot of people, I don't think, realize that, you know, they can really make. I mean, it's our bodies, you know. <laughs> so. Well, you know, I mean, bodies can heal themselves. And 
uh, many of the people that you have, um, you know, their books, they read, retreats you've gone to, have been guests here on the show, uh, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, you know, many of these mm-hmm. people. And like you, I believe in what uh, what they're saying. But I want to jump ahead because you've written this lovely book, Integrative Medicine, The Return of the Soul to Healthcare. And you've uh, mm-hmm. shared many of your personal experiences, your journey, a spiritual journey, a physical journey, relationship journey. But today, as you and I speak, I imagine you are sheltered at home as well. We're in the midst of this COVID-19. How do you feel that integrative medicine might be able to help us all through this? Are you able to do your acupuncture now or should we be using herbal formulas? I mean, is there any any advice that you have? Well, I'm not doing acupuncture. Um, because you can't get that close. <laughs> yeah, they, they aren't saying it's okay yet. So, But uh, I'm you know, recommending supplements and herbal herbal uh, formulas, things that people can do, you know, to um, keep themselves healthy. And I'm certainly practicing those on myself. And actually, a co- it was about two weeks ago, I spent a week of not feeling well. And even though I'd been taking all my stuff and, you know, I started kind of feeling like I was trying to catch a cold, but I didn't quite. And um, I never had a fever, and I didn't have a cough or, you know, some of those classic symptoms. But, mm-hmm. you know, of course, I was kind of it's like... Frightening. Hmm, it's better... frightening, isn't it? Yeah, I thought I better pay attention to this. So I upped everything that I was using and added, you know, some other uh, supplements and herbs. And I went and got a vitamin C infusion that um, I was able to get locally. And... It cleared up. So I don't know. I never got tested to see, you know, what it was or might have been. And and I would have if I hadn't gotten better. But it, it did clear up. So I feel great you know, now. You, you talked about the infusion of vitamin C because I have actually heard of many people who have been diagnosed with the COVID-19 who, like you, really prefer or, you know, prefer doing some uh healthy kind of medicine and they got infusions of vitamin C. What about just eating more oranges, grapefruit, citrus, lemons, tangerines, any of that would, or how about essential oils or flower essences? Cause mm-hmm. these are, these oh, are, and yeah. these are things that you're trained in. You're trained in energy medicine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And I've been doing that on myself too. And also on my kitty cats. they've been a little under the weather too so um yeah all the above i do have essential oils that i diffuse i'm using a lot of there's one called thieves that was used um in europe when um i think it was a bubonic plague it was one of the plagues they had that uh the, the thieves actually would use it and they stayed healthier than other people. Oh, so, that's a good one. <laughs> so, so it's you know like an antiviral, antibacterial, immune stimulating uh, oil combination, but also things like um, eucalyptus and tea tree and lavender, and I've been diffusing those. I'm also I also was using and still am um, hydrogen peroxide because. Um, 
I have a food-grade hydrogen peroxide. I don't recommend this with the kind that we get in the store. But a food-grade, I have been using a nebulizer and because I think part of my problem was my sinuses. So well, yes. you know, okay. using that. And uh, and also uh, bathing with it, I put a you know like a cup in a uh, bath of hot water, and so my skin absorbs it. And so yeah, that's another thing. Right um, now, okay, so all of these things that you are mentioning, these different herbs and essential oils, and all of that. I mean, many of these uh, uh, plant things I have in my garden, and I'm using them all the time. But for people mm-hmm. who don't have them. Mm-hmm. Uh, where would they get him? Could they go to your website, spiritgatemedicine.com, and get any there? Or would you recommend they get them, you know, on just some other online place? Because well, they can't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Them. I don't know yeah. if all stores that would sell these would be open now. Yeah, it would have to be online. I know I've gotten a lot of my things online. And, uh, but actually, well, no, um, Home Depot and Lowe's have been open. And so if people, um, you know, want to go buy their herbs there, because I do have, uh, you know, a lot of herbs in my garden as well. Oh, okay. The mints and the rosemary right. and cilantro. And, um, and I've been tending my little uh, vegetable garden. And so I've been getting, you know, fresh, I have fresh blackberries and blueberries and um, tomatoes and peppers. Already? They're already? Yeah. And so where, now you're located, are you, where are you looking, are you in Florida? Yeah, I'm in, I'm I'm in the panhandle. You are, yes, that's what I thought, you're in Florida. Wow, see, we're, we don't, we're, we won't have those in California until uh, probably, June or July. So listen, we're almost running out of time, but you talk about the practice of uh, uh, the practice of self-care and how important that is. And I just wanted you to mention something about you said it includes being the conductor of our own healing orchestra. And I loved mm-hmm. that line. I just thought that is the way we have to think about our health and especially times like now. So I want mm-hmm. people to go to your website, and that is spiritgatemedicine.com. And the book is called Integrative Medicine, The Soul of the Soul to Healthcare. Bonnie McLean, OMD, and that means Oriental Medicine Doctor. So, Bonnie, do you want to just wrap up your segment here and leave our listeners with some pearls of wisdom? Well, yes. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I love the orchestra idea of where the patient oh, is it. the conductor of the orchestra, and so they may tell the horn section that it's their turn to play and the string section that it's their turn to play. And so as an acupuncturist, I'm in one of those sections, and, you know, MDs are in there and other, you know, chiropractors and other uh, health practitioners, and it's the patient that can say, okay, this is what I need right now. So... And and that's the way they practice in China, believe it or not. They've been doing Western medicine along with their Chinese medicine since the 1930s. And so <laughs> that's the way they've been, you know, working with um, this particular virus as well, you know, where they would use the their oriental medicine, you know, for the uh, prevention and for the mild cases. But if, then if they got severe, then they would put them in the Western wing of the hospital and, right. you know, give them the 
you know, the medications. And as we and- close, Bonnie, I just wanted to throw something out because you made me think of something. This was something that's very interesting in her book, um, Integrative Medicine, The Return of the Soul to Healthcare. Bonnie d- tells a lot about the history of medicine and of oriental um, holistic medicine and about the yin and the yang and the different, um, whether it's from India or China or Tibet and how they all differ. So there's a lot of background information. Bonnie, we're out of time. It goes so fast, but thank you so much for coming on Star Style. Be the star you are and stay healthy. And thanks for sharing your tips about how you weren't feeling well and what you did to get better. Because, yeah, you know, thank, thank you goodness so you're better. So spiritgatemedicine.com. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. When we come back, it's Wine Wednesdays. Heather Brittany will be joining us uh, for some different kind of varietals. Don't go away. Be the star you us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, just heard how to stay healthy with integrative medicine, and now we're going to start partying with Wine Wednesday and our sommelier, Heather Brittany. Hello, Heather Brittany. Hello, hello. I'm so glad that, you have, that you're with us, and I believe today we're doing the lesser-known red varietals. Is that correct? Yeah, we're talking all about the red. We're taking the deep dive into the deep, dark ocean of red wine. Oh, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. So where are we going to start with this? Because I know that what you have said is that with more than 1,300 grape varietals, the wines that we see most that are red on the shelf are Cabernet Sauvignon, Pinot Noir, or maybe Merlot. Or those are the ones that most people know about. 
So let's go on the dive and let's talk about Tempranillo. Yeah, well, you know, here, just an overall thing in regards to red wine. So with red wine, the way I feel is that at the grocery store, um, it's amazing how you'll walk down and it will be, oh my gosh, probably aisles and aisles. I uh, recently, that we did a BevMo pickup and just uh, as an online thing, there was about 50 different Cabernets. And I think that's awesome. That's great. It exposes people. But um, sometimes at these big box stores or just in general, um, it kind of creates that house palette or you just know that one thing. I think a lot of times, um, and I know I was someone in, in the very beginning of my own red wine journey that felt like I love red wine. But if you were to ask me about red wine, it was hard for me to describe it. Or I, as we just mentioned, you, there was only those few varietals. And the crazy thing is also on the flip side, when people say, you know, yeah, I just don't like red wine. And I, I think, one, are they only those few varietals you've had? Or are right. you People only buying say it from that? Things? People say that. And I always view it, again, as I talked in the very first episode about music or even, you know, in the regards to uh, food as well. When someone's like, oh, I hate a tomato. I always think, have you ever had a fresh tomato from a garden that's fit? Like, you just have it. Or have you ever had it right, right. the right oh, way? So and sometimes, too, um, a lot of times what we don't think of, too, is also with food pairings as well, how opposed that can be. So in the crazy world of red wine, um, I think uh, there's three varietals that I think are so simple, lovely, delicious that are a great kind of next step up. If you are someone who has just uh, established that you, I like Cabernet or I like Pinot Noir or whatever it may be, if, if the ones that you may get at um, that are excessively available at your grocery store, um, you may take the next step up. And these are things too, maybe even just going to a Bevmo or a uh, Total total Wine, Total Wine and more, I guess it's gone. But um, truly right now during this uh, very interesting time in our society, um, as we've mentioned before, not even just Dobbs del Sol and every other great Temecula winery, but um, world throughout, you can uh, literally if there is a retailer or even you know, international, you can find small wine shops now that will ship. Again, shipping delivery might be a cost, but this can really expose you up. So um, kind of taking that dive in my Venn diagram with wine. Oh, one first thing. When people think to uh, red wine, white wine, um, if you've ever, we kind of talked before, all the color just essentially comes from uh, the skin of the grapes. So the process right. is maceration, but that's what's coming from. If you ever squeeze, squeeze a grape, it's going to come out clear. So um, what my first kind of thing is starting with Grenache or Galacha. So if you're someone who likes a light body, like maybe like a Pinot Noir and light body, remember that, that uh, non-fat feeling, that very low flavor, maybe kind of mild city, just something that the very, the, cla- the, the crowd pleaser, you know, that, that, that one cheese on the platter that just sort of goes with it. So Grenache or Granacha is that next kind of little something up. There's going to be a little more flavor to it. That's also the G to the GSM, if you've ever heard of that blend, that can either be done raw. And it's, these are things even, um, sorry, so Grenache, it would be the French version, Garnacha would be the Spanish. And it's going to have kind of these softer cherry, a little a bit lighter to it. Um, then my next step up with it 
would be the Barbera. And I don't know what you've poured in with your glass this evening, but Barbera being a medium body, I, I don't know if it is just the Italian in me, but yeah. I absolutely love Barberas. Um, I, I love to say I am an acid freak. And as we, we've touched on before, that one of those five key components into one is acidity. Acidity really is that, that big, right? It, it's the balance. Well, I think when people hear acidity, they think of a big tart lemon, but really it's that backbone. It's what makes you want to take another bite. It, it's why you squeeze the lemon on on your salmon or on your salad. It, it, not because you want it to taste like lemon, but just because you want to highlight. It's the mustard. It's exact. It's the mustard um, on that hot dog. And with Barbera, it has that big, juicy, bright acidity. So I think if sometimes if people might find uh, Sangiovese, or here's something that's interesting is that Chianti, uh, I feel in grocery stores, um, sometimes you might find the Chianti, which Chianti is the region, as we touched on before. Internationally, it just gets really confusing. But Sangiovese is the grape um, for the most part. And Sangiovese is Italian grapes, or someone says, I like an Italian style uh, what that essentially means, or this is an old world style, is it's not going to be more that oaky, but you're going to get more of that earthy, brighter acidity to this. And why I think Barbera is so great is it can be, it can range in so many different price values and styles to it, but, um, but Barbera essentially has that really delicious, bright acidity that I love. And if you are an Italian food lover, this is going to be your pizza, pasta, wine. I feel it's, you're going to get these little mouth of that that tart cherry, um, tomato leaf, basil. It, there's uh, we the reason you know, that the grows together goes together. The Italian food and Italian wine. So even if you're just at home, you know, doing your um, your takeout pizza or thing, or even just um, yeah, this know, is a good choice. <laughs> this is an excellent choice for it. And I actually opened today. This is a Barbera de Asti. Um, I don't know if it's pronounced Vetti or Vietti, but um, a few years ago, we were in Hawaii of all places, and we went to this little wine shop, and uh, my brother-in-law exposed me to uh, this particular uh, vintner, and I just thought it was so amazing. Um, it's not that it is incredibly hard to find, but it's something um, you might, might more your kind of small local wine shop. Um, it is absolutely delicious. And I just open this now, and I just have to say the the acidity. It has that mouth wine. This oh my gosh! Once it sits in your glass, this this tart cherry. Um, I think that's just so uh, pleasing to it. So I think for people again, if you want, how to long should you let it sit in your glass to let it get that pleasing flavor? Does that matter? So you know. I always am a big fan. You don't have to decant, you do, but I think before, um, I think for maybe for a fun purpose, when you first pour in the glass, take a little smell. And sometimes when people say, I don't really get anything, just walk away, then come back to it. It's like all the, it just needs that morning stretch. Like you just pour it in there and it's not quite there. It's basically like you just put the dough into the oven and you're expecting it. Like, why isn't this like my mom's oh, cookies? That's you know, a good analogy. You know, so once you just, you, you, exactly. And you kind of come back. But as we talked again, it, it, what's happening is instead of it being an oven cooking the dough, it's that the oxygen um, is awakening. It's volatizing the ester. It's make it 
it's waking it up, but also at the same time, it's destroying it. So that's why, you know, if you leave it, if you, you know, sometimes that thing the next day becomes like, like, Ooh, I don't know. But sometimes wine can be even more amazing. It has so that downfall, but I think, um, especially if you're getting what they say, quote unquote, old world, um, old world wines are meant more. Um, and especially when it comes to, um, one thing I just want to talk about with Barbera, kind of a, a brief little, I know you, uh, were a history major was one of your things. So, um, yeah, I want I, history. Give us history. I, as I kind of touch on things is, um, a beautiful thing. What I love, uh, especially in, in Italy about, um, is uh, just what they say, quote unquote, the old world is how so much of it is the history of, of the culture of the society of, of the town. And that's why, um, it can get very confusing why so many of these grapes in these places um, will say Barbera of this. or And when it says, just as you know, the D means of, so De Asti is from Asti. Um, and every little town, um, as each of us, just as we say, you know, I'm from Southern California. I'm from San Diego. I'm from San we have that We have that hometown pride. So that's what you want to put. So everyone, even though, you know, we're all from California, um, we're all very different. You know, there's Northern California, Southern California people are very different. And even within Southern California and Northern California, um, that could mean, you know, that that could be San Francisco or that could be, you know, the snow culture of Tahoe. And those are two very different things. Or that could be the wine, the grapes. So um, that's 100% when it comes to grapes uh, or when it comes to, uh, you know, the grape styles of Italy. Um, that all these people are going to be is your every night, the, the wine of the people kind of style to it is um, that um, there's a grape called Nebbiolo that we touched on before. It's so the, the Nevis um, because it goes from the Piedmont uh, region in northern Italy. In northern Italy. Because there's more fog there. Exactly. And that's why Nebbiolo stands for like the nebulous. Great, or ne- like the nebulous crowd, crowds, crowds, excuse me, clouds. Um, however, there's two towns, uh, Barbaresco and Barolo, and they each have different aging periods, but these grapes, uh, or excuse me, these, uh, well, these wines, essentially, is the grapes made of the Nebbiolo uh, wine, um, have to be aged a very long time before they can get to that beautiful flavor and taste to it. Um, but people don't have that, like, oh my gosh, I don't want to either buy a bottle that um, has already been aged that's going to cost me hundreds and hundreds of dollars, or I don't want to, um, you know, purchase something and then have to wait years and years. So enter Barbera. It's less expensive. It's meant to be drinking now. And I just think there's like, oh my gosh, beautiful city. I have to like literally take a, a, like it needs food to go with. It is, and you get first like that big bite of acidity and then all of a sudden this like tannin just like, whoa, my mouth is just so dry, but it's so beautiful. Um, And Barbera is grown all throughout um, the country is, you know, some places better than others, but um, I just think, wow, Barbaria, and, and that is a grape also, um, one thing here in Temecula that we grow that I, is it oh my God. Yes, I have a question, I, I have a question, um, because you were just talking about how, the, you know, the reds can be bigger, bolder, yeah. and all of this, and about the food, so, 
if you just want a glass of wine, you know, you hear people say, well, I'm a red drinker or I'm a white drinker. We know that whites kind of are usually a little bit lighter and you could drink them without food. But should you always have food with reds? No, not at all. You never have to. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to. I, and you know, and I think one of, I think one of the big, and I'm someone like, oh my God, I'm just loving this. I think it's just a, a completely other experience. It just elevates it. And I think oftentimes just, I think it's very misleading that people think I have to have red wine with food or people think I have to red wine with chocolate for some reason, which I think is not a good pairing um, with sweet things. I think, yeah. And that's something too, that matching acidity to acidity. That's why I, I think why it gets so confusing. And I will tell you, I have single-handedly, I may have talked about this before, completely destroyed big, bold, beautiful Cabernet, you know, these things that are, oh, and just paired them with not the right foods. And and that's such a bummer um, because what will happen all of a sudden, um, you're, you know, the food will take over the wine and these things will become metallic and austere. And I think that oftentimes that can happen too, is that people may come in believing I like big, bold Cabernets and they look, and they might go to a restaurant that may have, you know, brighter Sydney, you know, Barbaris into it in a time and think like, Oh, what is this stuff? And, um, they might order something that just does not go with the food and the food may take over the wine and it just, and suddenly this bottle, and I will just, I will speak of this, that there is a blend uh, we call our Meritage, uh, formerly called the Trilogy, that is honoring Bordeaux, that's Cabernet, Cab Franc, and Merlot. And um, that is something that should be more hearty and rich. You know, th- kind of think more of like the culture, the style of it. And I had taken it to, I think, I think that everyone, we opened the bottle, everyone had had just a tiny little taste before, but it was more of an Asian infusion kind of spice. And then as soon as the food came and the bite with the spice, suddenly this big, beautiful wine just tasted, it tasted like vinegar and the wine did not go bad. It was that the food had taken over and those two conflicting right. things and you, you know, and that's, just, and that's you have to be careful in other words. I mean, exactly. you do have to be really watchful. I guess what, what I'm hearing is that not every wine is going to go with every food. Of so. course, of course. And I think white wines, and as we talked in the last episode, that bubbles, dry bubbles are always the most versatile. But I think Italian white reds, if you are someone who thinks, um, okay, I like Chianti, I like Sangiovese, um, give me more. Okay, I've established I like Italian red varietals. I think Barbera is a great next step. Another gateway, as we touched on, would be the Nebbiolo, which if you're going to go to old world would be Barolos, Barbarescos. And something too of looking at wines, um, just the way we look at fruits, I think a way that makes it kind of uh, easier to understand is um, when you think of when someone says, oh, the acidity and the pH, that might be a very confusing concept. But just think of like a tart red cherry. Totally, totally to me. Yeah, well, just think um, of like a tart red cherry or a big purple plum. Um, a tart red cherry just think is going to have a higher acidity, right? When you just think about it, your mouth kind of thinks like, you know, red, that tartness or a sour red apple. But when I think of plum, I think a little bit more richer. So when you are, you know, when people, as we talk about purpose, when you're holding up the one, if you are looking, if someone just maybe based on color, if someone was to give this to you and they just said the name and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I 
like this, but you're like, oh shoot, do I, I don't like things that are really bright and see, um, things typically that tend to have more of a, uh, a red hue to it are going to be higher in acidity, a lower pH. So I think of, think of a red, I think tart. So think brighter, tartar, redder, like, like sour red apples is like what I'd like to think. And then something that, um, that would be your Sangioveses, um, something that is going to be more purple and red. I like to think of a little bit more richer, dense to it. Um, and something like that might be your petite Syrah, you more your steak style. Um, so think Sangiovese, that red, red matching red with red. So think um, those red marinara sauces to it. And then speaking of that too, since we are almost to the end of the show, as well as almost to Cinco de Mayo, Tempranillo. I was I just love, saying, yeah. Well, I love, love Tempranillo. And Tempranillo, I mean, again, is, your, you know, your what goes together, grows together. Spanish food, Spanish wine, even though, you know, we're, we're celebrating Mexico. But um, Tempranillo has that kind of that little, and honestly, that little, that little bit of earthy spice kick to it. I think Tempranillo is sort of like the gardener's grape. I remember the first time, if you're a gardener that likes to get your hands dirty, in the dirt, smelling that the earth after it's rained. <laughs> That's what I think Tempranillo is. I, I remember one day um, when I was first starting to work at the winery um, and you're trying to learn and understand and, you know, smelling things and, and, you know, go, it, it's, it's, as I said before, it, just go outside, grab things, smell things, and you start to really get, put your nose up in it, do what the dogs do, start to, you know, enhance that. I remember it had just rained and out in the vineyards, that smell of wet earth in the vineyards. Um, it, it, it kind of a little barnyardy in that good way that not, not dirty, like dirty, but like, oh, I love that. that. It's kind dirt. of musty. Uh, yes. It's like a musty. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that fresh earth it's and this fresh kind of earth cherry, and, yeah. this cherry note to it. And, uh, one of, uh, one of the great mentors at Don's Adosol, Walter Carter, he likes to call Tempranillo the dirty cherry. And if you're like, wait, say what? But yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's sort of like. And I get it, like that cherry, or you think of that fruit that like fell on the ground. It's not, but it's just like it's a little, and 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 it has sort of this leathery, earthy. That I know a lot of times people get thrown off when they hear, hear the word tobacco because they think cigarette, but just think of sort of just even that earthy, like kind of richness, a little smokiness to it. And Tempranillo goes great, speaking of smoky, goes great with barbecue. It can be done very juicy. Um, it can be done in all different styles. It can also be that great um, thing on a hot day. I think also you can pop a little make into a... So I'm going to uh, jump sangria. in here, Heather, because we have, we have just two minutes left. Sure. So uh, we have to wrap it up. So how would you want to wrap up your this alternative red? Well, I, and my own thing is I think just stay thirsty and curious and especially in this time that, that. Um, we don't, we don't have uh, the temptation, you know, there isn't really that desire to just go to your local grocery store, venture out, um, the oracles, we like to call it the good old Google type in just, um, Italian wines. Where can I find, um, you'll be amazed at how many, um, shops, really unique or just fantastic bridles you've never heard of. And I think that's the best thing to try until you find what you like. So, uh, yeah, take advantage of this time 
And uh, well, it's like my grandfather always would say when because you know he was the the wine master manager co owner of Barringer Brothers in Napa Valley for for uh, like twenty eight years. And so people used to think that I would only want that kind of wine. And his idea was there's only one great wine in the world, and it's whatever you like. It's whatever you're drinking. So I think that's a good note, too. Love it. Uh, Yes. So the best wine is whatever you're drinking. And hopefully you've enjoyed these wine notes from our sommelier, Heather Brittany. And um, you're going to be with us, I believe, next week for Cinco de Mayo, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, so so we'll have a surprise. We'll have a surprise for Cinco de Mayo. Uh, It'll be the day after Cinco de Mayo, but that's okay. We'll still, or or is it the actual day? It actually is the, no, it's the day after. That's okay. We'll do the morning after. (laughs) Thanks, Heather. That was really great. Thank you all for uh, being with us here on Star Style. Be the star you are. Make sure you're tuned in here every week, 4 to 5 p.m. for our uh, writers on Wednesdays and our Wednesday Wine Wednesdays with Heather Brittany. For more information about Star Style, visit CynthiaBryan.com and hopefully make a donation to Be The Star You Are. These are tough times and we're not getting any donations. Be the star you are.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. And until next week, when we celebrate with you once again, remember, love always wins, kindness prevails, and smiles keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And Heather Brittany, our sommelier. Thank you, Heather. For Star Style, thanking you. Go out in the world, raise a glass, and be the star you are. Enjoy a week of wine. Until Wednesday. Be the star you the star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. Keep caring. Keep caring. Keep caring. Keep caring.